0: what's going on everyone it's your boy the trade god jason today i am joined with the at ff underscore intervention on twitter my man chase vernon you've seen him guest over on wake and take you've seen him on his shows the fantasy football intervention and he's here for the trade gods today how are you doing
1: dude don't forget about the big tilt bro like that's where this crowd knows me from it's the big (laughs) tilt man i I wanted to 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 leave you some space i wanted to give you some space No, no, you can announce everything for me, okay? I'm, I'm all right. I don't have to say too much, Jason. I mean, you could just flatter me with just a brilliant introduction, which you started with, and you left off the big tilt, bro. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It happens.
0: It happens to the best of us. It happens to the best of us. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna keep things rolling for now. We hope to have my trade god brother, Maddie Kiwum, joining at some point today. He ended up getting stuck in traffic. That is the worst. He told us to go ahead and go, and we will be rocking and rolling here. Let's go ahead and do the usual. We're just going to break down some trades. How are you feeling? You got your trade mind on? Dude, I'm ready to rock and roll, bro. I'm so galaxy-brained right now. You don't even know, man. You don't even know. The galaxy brain is on? Okay. Okay, let's just let's just go straight into some good old Witch Trades Fair. Witch Trades Fair. All right, so our first trade.
1: Wait, 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 wait. That's the name of the segment? Like, all right, after we just, I just talked about how a couple of these trades are so lopsided we have to say if they're fair or not because i i don't know man i don't know we'll see some of these are bizarre
0: (laughs) and that's what makes it magic right that's what you've got to tell us just which one is like the most fair you know at the at the end just keep it in your head we'll we'll roll back through them but this is our first trade this is brought to us Uh, it's a 12 team league it's ppr it's super flex it's tight and premium. It looks like it's even a little bit of a best ball action. Start 11, Jalen Waddell has been traded for Cooper Cup and next year's second round pick. What are your initial thoughts here?
1: Oh, man, start 11 starts to get a little bit tough, right? Like that's where it starts to get a little bit tricky in 12-team leagues. Now, I'm assuming that one of those start 11s is is probably defensive. Not if you're starting 11 players right off the bat, Mm. uh, that's kind of where you want to have the depth of a second round pick. But – I mean, Jalen Waddle at this point in his career, he was what, wide receiver seven-ish. He was he was top twelve wide receiver at this time last year without Tula Tagovailoa. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how you would hold on to Cooper Cup if this offer came through. I, I get Cooper Cup, he's a national treasure, right? Twenty twenty-two mm-hmm. seconds, great, but I'm expecting this twenty twenty-two or twenty twenty-four class, excuse me, to be a little bit uh, more shallow than what we've seen in a couple previous years. I think it's going to be very top-heavy. I'm very excited for this class, by the way. But mm-hmm. in terms of uh, getting a young stud, right, who might only have, I don't know, I don't know, Jason, he might only have two years left, right, with Tyreek Hill, and then he'll be the wide receiver one in this offense with potentially yeah. a stud quarterback at the helm, uh, a phenomenal yeah. offense coordinator. I don't know how you don't go Jalen Watt. I I don't know how you don't go. I mean, Cooper Cup's had a couple good years. Don't get me wrong. And when he's playing, he's great. But give me Jalen Waddle all day on this trade, man.
0: Yeah, I think I'm definitely with you there. If you're trading away Cooper Cup, it hurts, right? You've probably had him for a couple years. You've had him for the glory days. And it just stings a little bit to even have to add a second round pick in the future. But yeah, you've got to go with the youth there, I believe. Jalen Waddle, back-to-back seasons of 15 points per game. You mentioned the games without Tua Tagovailoa still good. A couple 20-pointers in there. Played well. Efficiency metrics, really good as well. Fourth in yards per out run. you would expect it to be a little bit shallower, but that's fantastic. Number one in yards per target and yards per reception. So a fantastic season for him. Hopes to get better. But are you perhaps a little concerned about
1: Tua's long-term? No, because Miami can go ahead and draft another quarterback in the next couple of years. They've shown their aggressive organization as of late. You know, if two falls off, they'll probably take one bum year where they're trying to rebuild their defense and just go Mm -hmm. ahead and and join the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, you know, the Houston Texans and Arizona Cardinals and possibly the Rams in terms of like teams that need to rebuild. Right. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like there'll be some (laughs) I I don't know if this is uh, if if this is okay for me to say, but some Brian Flores vibes where the team (laughs) pretty much tanks in order to get an early pick. Uh, in this upcoming draft, but also you have taken account like best ball, right? And I know that best ball was a question here, but mm-hmm. there's not a week that I'm not starting Jalen Waddle. There's not a week that I'm not starting Cooper Cup. I know that the best ball uh, with guys like maybe a Don Peoples Jones, you know, would make a difference, yep. right? But typically Jalen Waddell is going to give you, what, 70% of the weeks where he gets to a level where he'd be on your starting roster. Cooper Cup's going to be there probably 85% of the weeks. So you might miss a week or two where you would have Cooper Cup in there versus Waddle, but I think the ceiling overall is just as high. And then you have him for the longevity of what six, seven more years into his prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just uh, it, nothing really worries me. We just saw Jalen Waddle still produce with you know nobody at quarterback essentially yeah. last year with a, a what a seventh round pick, right? There's no reason not believe that that Jalen Waddle is a real deal. But you brought up the efficiency metrics, right? Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is like his rookie year, he had such like a, uh, such a low a- ADOT and then he right. comes out like this year and just completely explodes because this offense is a whole different animal. And I know that we all worship Shanahan, right? Like Shanahan is, is, you know, the coach, right? But then everybody's like, Oh, don't believe in coaches, coaches are lame. But we're seeing a difference in the play style and where they're getting the targets. And for best ball, baby, give me Jalen Waddle in this offense all day. I don't care. Is a quarterback? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I think that's fair. I think Uh, you would, you would think it's fair. I mean, (laughs) it's, uh, it honestly, man, like you got to pull the trigger if you're getting Jalen Waddle. I think it's a fair trade. It's fair, but I'm taking the Waddle side. But listen to these point totals from Cooper
0: cup last season before the injury, 31.8, 31.8, 16.4, 26.2, 25.9. You know, the rest,
1: right? Yeah, it's ridiculous, right? Ugh. So, there was actually a stretch last year that lasted, I think, four or five games where Devontae Adams actually had a better stretch than Cooper Cup did all of what is it, uh, 2021, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, but I mean, like outside of that, you just don't see receivers put up the type of numbers that Cooper Cup does when he's healthy. Yeah. The issue is Cooper Cup has injury history, right? Now he's getting older. And it's not like he's the fastest receiver. It's not like he's the quickest receiver. So maybe you're not worried about that, right? Maybe you're not worried about his essential actual skill set declining because he's just a very good wide receiver overall. I mean, if I have a chance to get a guy who could end up being elite in an offense that should be elite with a quarterback that could be elite if he can stay healthy versus one year from wide receiver with a declining quarterback, still a good offense, you know, bad defense that could help out. But there's just too many uh, risks to take with Cooper Cup versus taking a, a chance with Waddle, where it's just like, okay, there's not too many things that can't go wrong because he's already proven he can do it without Tua. Yeah, I am with you there. Oh, one final thought on
0: this trade. If Matthew Stafford ends up, like in hindsight, finishing the season, are you still on the Jalen Waddle side?
1: Yeah, yeah. And honestly, like, I think that Matthew Stafford will finish the season. I think Matthew Stafford's okay. actually fine. And I'm on Matthew Stafford this season in terms of quarterback that I might want to acquire for like a third round pick if I can get him for a third round pick. Right. Mm -hmm. Like he's a guy that I'm not, I'm not fading. This defense is going to be bad. It's a good system, but how long do you have this? And in terms of Mm -hmm. getting a asset, right. In terms of like trading up, right. You want to try and move on from your depreciating assets when they lose value. Otherwise you just ride into the ground. And that's cool if you're not getting a good offer, right. If you're not getting a player that's least comparable, but if you're going to take Jalen Waddle, who might see an average of five points per game less or so, which is still that's a gap, right? But five points per game, you're not losing too many games within a five point gap, right? right. It's not often that's going to happen. And with it being best ball, especially where it could end up blowing up your week, five points is essentially like nothing. So, like I said, is if you're if we're talking about lower end guys, you know, where we're talking about a gap in a bigger I guess consistency metric versus upside metric. Whether you don't have the depth, whether you do, it doesn't really matter to me. But when you're talking about two elite assets, I want the asset that is increasing value, not decreasing in value. And that's gonna be Jalen Waddle. And all this 2024 20, seconds good, obviously if he's acquiring Cooper Cup, um you know, it, it's it's something as to where like he thinks that he can win this season and he needs that elite boost, right? Like he needs right. that boost to get him over that hump and Cooper cup could provide that extra five points per game or whatever you think could end up happening. But for me, like that 2024 is going to be late. I don't care about that. I don't care about, uh, Cooper cup and that five point difference. I'm taking Jalen Waddle and that, you know, increase in value because next, this time next year, Jalen Waddle is going to be worth twice what Cooper cup is.
0: Definitely. He almost already is. I believe. Yeah. Wide receiver six right now. And Cooper cups all the way down to wide receiver 17 currently. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's, that's what I'm saying. Like it's not even relatively close. Like,
0: Right, so cool. That was our thoughts on trade number one. Let's go ahead and check into uh, an ad read, if you will. We'll, we'll Where's Maddie, up.
1: man? Can somebody call Maddie? Can somebody get on the phone and call Maddie? We we need him. We we need him to come in right now. We need the other trade god. I'm sitting here just spitting stuff out. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I've never even done a podcast before. This is crazy. <laughs> You've done some podcasts. You're kidding. doing great. <laughs> you're doing great.
0: You're you're doing fantastic. He'll be here hopefully, and we'll keep on rocking and rolling, right? Let's hear from the Injury Finder. This is an app that just came out, well, just updated with the 2023 class this, or last week now. And it's great. It's great. Let's hear from the Podfather.
1: So cool.
2: Now, as we at Player Profiler have become a full-blown machine learning company, the crowning achievement has to be the Injury Finder. We're now taking BMI data and injury history data and assigning a probability that a player is injured on any given touch. And not only can you see a player's fragility rating, their injury risk, We also have analysis from professional physical therapists breaking down all the major players that underwent surgery last year and what their rehabilitation looks like heading into 2023. There's a tool to compare players as a database where you can say, show me all the foot injuries, show me all the severe injuries, show me all the injuries requiring surgery. It provides you the key market intelligence to know what is the difference in probability that player X versus player Y will miss games this year. It's great for fantasy football, and it also just satisfies your curiosity as a fan. Go to the App Store, go to Google Play, download it. It's 5 bucks every year just to reload the latest injury predictions and fragility ratings. The 2023 data is live now. Open your phone and get smarter. Have you checked out this app at all yet? Yeah, dude, it's sick. It's It's badass. I
0: love it. It's pretty, pretty pretty good. If you want to see some surprises on it or just anything really in general uh, over at the (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, you out there. Over whatever we're here uh, over at the player profiler Instagram at Roto Underworld we've had a couple slideshows going about some of our findings from the Injury Finder as well as you can check out the article section on our website there's great stuff going on from all of our analysts all the time newest app Injury Finder go get it on both the Google Play and the Apple App Store
1: Let's can, break can I give you a shout way. out real quick by the way yeah. you've you got to be one of the hardest working guys in the industry I mean you're starting your podcast right in the morning at 10 a.m. Right? Every every single day, I'm pretty sure. Well, at least weekday, right? And yeah. then you're going all the way until what? You're going to be going until like 9.30 tonight, dude. You're working like a 12-hour shift. You're probably doing fantasy football analysis this whole time, man. It's nuts. It's crazy. I don't know what you're doing over there, how you're staying awake, and how you're staying up to date. Big shout-out to you, man. Thank you. Thank you.
0: It's it's a grind, but, you know, there's, there's a bunch of us all doing that, just, you know, maybe a little quieter and maybe not doing the shows, but all of us are so involved in this fantastic, and I mean fantastic game that we play in fantasy football. It is great stuff. It's great, great stuff, uh, my friend. Would you like to check out trade number two? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Cool, let's do it. Let me bring you back into the picture
1: here. Sorry, I was actually uh, I was sitting there looking at our YouTube channel. People need to start hitting us with some hearts and some thumbs up, guys. We only got yeah, eight right now. On. Yeah, it's hit the thumbs on. up button. Hit the
0: thumbs it's up button. On. Hit subscribe. No one. That, we got we got a uh, we got your from Jaw Web twelve twenty three, and we got the good old Let's Go from the Harry Snowman, and and you
1: in here. We coming this is so before the chat. yeah <laughs> and now we're here and Where, now where's we're harry afraid. in the chat where's harry snowman in the chat right now he's normally live as hell
0: yeah you know sometimes he's got to be working late you know doing lawyer stuff so is that know, what he does the harry snowman's a lawyer i i think so you know from what i understand so he's a he's just going out there you know maybe popping in a let's go and
1: you know doing all good stuff dude wait wait Dude, that's crazy. How does he not melt in the courtroom, man? That's nuts. I just want to know how uh, Snowman has hair, but you know, we'll leave that for another time. Harry Snowman, if you're out there, why and how does the
0: Snowman have hair? This is trade number two. It's a 10-team PPR league Superflex start nine. AJ Dillon, Amon Ross St. Brown, and the 203 this year was sent for a first-round pick next year and DJ Moore when you look at this what do you think
1: why that's what I think why like why would you go out? I'm sorry if, if this person's like in the chat but like why uh, if you're in the chat please let me know leave it in the comments why because honestly like you're you're talking about a significant jump from ominous st. Brown's value or perceived value in comparison to DJ Moore right mm-hmm I mean like they could have a similar output when the year's all said and done i don't think that's going to happen but they could have a similar output however the value is so different right like you should be able to get a lot more than just aj dill and, and then drop downgrade your, your draft pick and yep. if this guy right who we, we can't see his name looks like it got blocked out possibly i'm talking about the, the bottom one if if this guy over here. What's up, Jamie? What's up, uh Dave? How you guys doing? Sorry, for, sorry to distract away from the trade. I just want to say what's <laughs> up to everybody listening. Uh, yeah, so I just don't understand why you would moved down from Amon Ross St. Brown to DJ Moore, right? And although you're getting a 2024 first, you're, you're giving them a, a massive trade asset. And by the way, the craziest thing is this is a, a 10 team start nine, which yep. is a that's a small starting league. So, like, you are literally talking about an elite asset in Aminor St. Brown that you're probably not going to have a chance to acquire ever again. The, the guy who has DJ Moore and, and the 2024 first, I'm sorry, bro, but unless you're just trying to stockpile draft picks and then you're going to go move DJ Moore, I don't understand the point of this. Aminor St. Brown is likely worth two first-round picks uh, in my eyes, and I'm talking about, like, mid-first mid, mid first rounds or early first and then mid first. And yep. then you're also – and so DJ Moore is not going to fetch you a mid-first. And that 2024 first is likely going to be a later one. Not guaranteed, but likely. Mm-hmm. And now you're you're going to throw in A.J. Dillon in the 203? Like I, I don't know if I would take this. If I was A.J. or Almond Ross St. Brown person, I don't know if I would take it if they offered me D, DJ Moore and the 2024 first. Would you do Almond Ross for those two? Like that's where no, – like No. No, like, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't. And now you're adding in A.J. Dillon – to a, an that we don't know what it's going to look like, right? Like, they could end up running the ball a ton with A.J. Dillon. We saw him start at the gates really well last year. I think it was week one, and then he sucked for, you know, yeah. the whole time that the weather was warm, and then he took off in the playoffs. Um, like, there's, there's a chance that he sees more of a role, and I don't think a lot of people are considering this. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers and the pace of play was terrible. Like, he drug games out. He was one of the worst quarterbacks in terms of, like, accelerating offense is when it came from the snap, the time of the snap, right? Cause he knew what play he was going to call. He already knew it, right? So he, he called the play and then he just sat at the line and he tried to read coverages. Well, he didn't try to, he read coverages. Cause that's what he does, right? Tries mm-hmm. to make people jump off sides. That's just what he does. Now we're talking about Jordan love. Who's probably not going to have the same tendencies that Aaron Rodgers had. Sure. They might be similar, but they're not going to be the same. He's not going to sit there and run the clock down until three seconds to the snap it every time. So you have a slower pace of, of, or a faster pace of play with a running back that should get more touches so, yep. Although like I'm not huge on A.J. Dillon anymore. I was a huge A.J. Dillon fan. I'm not that big on him anymore, but he's still going to be an asset for at least a flex uh, spot a couple times a year, if not a handful, right? We could even yeah, see definitely. eight weeks. something happens to Aaron Jones, we could see 16 weeks where you're starting him. Yeah. And then you're giving up a 2-3. That 2-3, in a lot of cases, can be flipped for a late 2024 first. I've seen it happen many times in my league where it gets moved for that. I don't understand. I, I don't get this trade. It makes no sense to me. Uh, like, uh, I don't know, Jason, can you, can you give me any kind of insight to this trade? It, is this a trade that you made?
0: No, I wish. I wish it was a trade I made. I, I have one share of a Monroe St. Brown in a dynasty league. And I honestly just, I wouldn't trade him. I think he's one of the definitions of just an untradeable asset. You've got youth, right? He's only at this point, 23.6, already two years under his belt coming off a of 16.7 points Whoa. per game season, Whoa. 28.1% target share. Fantastic! And it's
1: fire. Let's go, Jason. Let's go.
0: <laughs> like that's what you want. That's a player that you want. And honestly, I would argue, and this could be a hot take. I think Amon Ross St. Brown down at wide receiver seven is low. I think it's low. I I, I think when all, when it's all said and done, I think he could easily be top five. Maybe Wait. overtake CD Lamb.
1: Higher? No, no higher than CD Lamb. Not with it. Not without Ezekiel Elliott. I, I don't know, man. That's a little hot. I was going to ask you Amon Ross or Waddle. I would take Amon Ra. Would you? I, I think yeah. I'm more on Waddle, but I'm very close. And well, I, I didn't think even he's... like Amon Ross St. Brown coming out of college. I hated his, his final year in college. Like, he wasn't yeah. good. And he no. didn't look special. And so I thought he that did. he would end up being an average wide receiver. I was dead wrong. I, I was dead wrong. I, I typically pretty good with my rookies, right? But yeah. I was dead wrong on Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, I just – dude, I, I don't understand this trade. I just don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, no, I, I don't get it either. It's perhaps – this is probably like Maddie's trade. To- Maddie probably traded for DJ Moore, didn't he?
0: That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. But I think he likes Amon-Ra too, so I don't know. And he's a he was an AJ Dillon guy. I don't know if he still is. I want to I do want to go back to AJ Dillon. We won't have any DJ Moore talk because Maddie's not here. I, I just let him have the DJ Moore talk on the show, <laughs> but I want to talk about AJ Dillon. You brief you breezed over it. If something happens with Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon's value is through the roof. And, yeah,
1: they don't have another option in that backfield that's going to take snaps away from them.
0: Yeah, and I mean, what it, Aaron Jones has an injury history of his own is on the final year of his contract, so up there in age. I mean, it's definitely. I mean, one of the best handcuffs to have 28 and a half, So I, I love acquiring. I, I don't
1: you know. even know if he's a handcuff. He's got yeah. standalone value. Yeah. No, definitely. He's got stand like he's not like he's he's not quite you know Jamal Williams from last year, but he's got standalone value for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. Can can somebody in the chat explain this trade to me? Or is there anybody in the chat that would take the DJ Moore side? That's what I want to know. I want to know if anybody in a a start 9, 10 team super flex where you're only going to be starting 90 players, right? That's that's how the math works. Like, uh, did I get that right? 10 teams times 9? That's 90, right? Like 90 players, that's nothing. Out of 32 teams, like that is crazy. No, I'm, pl- I'm plugging it
0: into the trade analyzer right now just to see if, like, we're just off base. And this is a great tool to use if you're ever confused about, you know, how you're feeling in a trade. And it is – it's fairly close over here. I'll pull it up on the screen. It is fairly close in the trade analyzer.
1: It's fairly close for Rizzle? The
0: yeah, it girl? is. It is. It is in favor of the A.J. Dillon and Ross St. Brown side, but only by 37.32 lifetime value points – uh which is pretty small considering these are trade values within the 300s. That's basically 10%. So <coughs> uh oh. Uh
1: oh. But uh yeah, I guess it's probably clearing wait, up two wait, 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 wait. It's saying the rookie pick is number 15 overall. So that's where the trade analysis oh, are yeah. uh, that we're not set to a 10 team start nine. Like we're Definitely. this is a completely yeah. different animal, I think. If you change that to Indeed. a lower with a, a um a smaller roster essentially so let's just bump it down to like 20 players that might be something we talked to matt about man like hey let's let's do a start how many because there has to be a difference right it looks like the players kept don't do too much yeah you know it's, we're all, just in the... it's all good regardless it, it's just something where i'm like okay i want the elite player in that asset right like i Definitely. want the elite guy and dj moore i like him a lot i have him in a lot of rosters but he's not elite
0: no and Amon Ra has the ability to i mean dj moore could i just think that I don't know. I just can't in the Chicago Bears offense expect too much volume to DJ Moore. Darnell Mooney, I don't like him too much, but he's still there. They spent basically a first-round pick on Chase Claypool.
1: Chase Claypool's a top three wide receiver, right? According to him, at least. (laughs) (laughs) To to Chase Claypool, yes. He might be top one in his own eyes. (laughs) Yeah, he he said top three last year. He's like, I'm a top three wide receiver in this league. God, man, Matt, remember those games, right, where you put up like four touchdowns? And Ben Roethlisberger was still good. That happened. Chase Claypool had a four-touchdown game. What
0: happened? Uh, Speaking of Chase, Jamie says they're only here for you. So shout out, Jamie. That's not
1: true. Jamie's just just filling my head with smoke because he's probably going to send me a shitty trade offer here in a little bit in one of our leagues. And then, you know, he's literally just trying to to butter me up. I know what you're doing, Jamie. It's not going to (laughs) work. That is how you
0: trade, my friends. That is how you trade. Speaking of trading, trade number 312 team PPR, Superflex, Start 10 League, Calvin Ridley and Trey Lance
1: was sent away for Jared Goff, Paris Campbell, and Nico Collins. This is where it gets freaky, right? All right. So, this, this is what I promised myself when you asked me to come on the show. I was like, I swear I won't talk about how it depends on your team, right? Like, because that's it, it, it's like that for every trade that you yeah. make, right? Like, maybe that DJ Moore one. He had so many wide receivers on his team. Like he had Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf. Like he had a whole little roster. And he just wanted to add a pick because if not, he would have to cut one of his studs, right? Like that's going to happen with with any roster. I'm sure you guys talk about that every time. It's, mm-hmm. it's very team dependent. But this one in particular is extremely team dependent because this is almost like the Anthony uh, Richardson-esque moment, right? Where like he's a luxury pick. And that's what Trey Lance looks like here. It looks like he's a luxury pick. Uh, Calvin Ridley's a luxury pick. This is a team that looks like he's sending off a bunch of his middling assets to acquire guys that could end up booming, they could end up busting. And regardless, if Calvin Ridley really hits, he could win the trade. If Trey Lance hits and Calvin Ridley doesn't, he still ends up winning this trade. But if neither one hits, right, if Calvin Ridley ends up coming out kind of middling, right, Trey Lance kind of comes out middling. Uh, meanwhile, he gives away a solid starter in Jared Goff, a flex option, Nico Collins, and some trash with Paris Campbell that still could be flex option like it just seems like he just had a bunch of trash on his roster he's upgrading and then the guy that has the Jared Goff side does has no idea what he's doing um so essentially like I, I don't feel like this trade is as unfair as last one we discussed but obviously you're looking at this trade in your mouse water because you're looking at Calvin Ridley you're looking at Trey Lance and you're just thinking about how great this upside could be how elite your team could be and how you could win for the next you know two years until Calvin really turns 41 years old and he's out of the league, you know? So I don't even know if you got that one, uh, but <laughs> he, he's only 28. Okay. He's only 28 yeah. 41 in two years. Yeah. But I, yeah, I just, unless I have the luxury of having like, let's just say Jared Goff was my fourth quarterback and Daniel Jones was my third. And I had to decide which one to get rid of um, unless I'm going for the ship. Like I don't want to sell away assets um unless I need to and and I think that this is one of those trades that could be good for both sides because for example I'm in a league where my next bench starter quarterback is Jameis Winston and I've traded probably a total of nine draft picks in the past two and a half three years for backup quarterbacks and all my backup quarterbacks just keep on getting hurt or keep on falling off Right. I'm not I'm not even kidding you. Like I yeah. traded for Marcus Mariota. I yeah. traded for like Baker Mayfield at one point. <laughs> I traded for Sam Darnold when he we went to Carolina. I traded for uh for dude. I'm not kidding you. I've traded away nine total draft picks in the past two or three years for backup quarterbacks. My whole roster is depleted outside of my starters. My starters are yeah. stacked. Yeah. I'm stacked at starter. Like I have Justin Jefferson, I have um I've got Jalen Waddell. I've got like all studs at all my starter positions, but my all my backups, like Malik Davis is probably my be- best backup on my entire roster because I've traded away all of my second and third round picks to acquire shitty quarterbacks that aren't going to make a yeah. difference that, that fell off, you know? So yeah, I'm not kidding. Yeah. Malik Davis. You had to think about that for a second, didn't you? I yeah. saw your eyes go. i yeah. like, wait, who's that again? <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. That's how bad my my roster is. So like, this is something that I would appreciate on a roster like that. You know, yeah. I'd appreciate it in Paris Campbell. I'd appreciate offering it, uh, adding Nico Collins. Jared Goff gives, gives me at least a, a year at quarterback. So if one of my quarterbacks goes down in Superflex, I still got another guy. So, like I said, I mean, if, if Trey Lance doesn't start, I'm screwed. Like, right? I have no yeah. chance. So I, I want to add a solid backup at quarterback. That's the only scenario this trade actually works out, right? Like, for the other side, is if one of these guys busts and you get stability from two of these three players
0: yeah i think you and you brought it up at the beginning that the team trading away jared goff in order to get trey lance jared goff probably wasn't really sniffing this guy's roster very often this guy is pretty loaded at quarterback at that point so to just take the lottery ticket with trey lance you know hope that he proves himself the like week or two he gets before brock purdy gets healthy hope that they move away from him or even perhaps trade him away to a team that does believe in him and then they hope like you said, that Calvin Ridley bounces back is the Calvin Ridley of old, then yeah, these are, as you said, luxury assets to get. But I just can't. And so with that roster decision, you've got to go with the Calvin Ridley, Trey Lance side because they don't necessarily need Jared Goff. But I think at the end of the day, if you're just throwing a blanket across the board, getting Jared Goff is better than getting Calvin Ridley. It's better than getting Trey Lance and then, Getting those those wide receivers, Paris Campbell and Nico Collins, both of which could pop off at any moment. Probably leaning more Nico Collins if you're to ask me, but still, good assets in that trade. That I think if we're just talking team to team, I would normally go with the Jared Goff side. But taking into account what probably is happening with the team trading away Jared Goff, then you take the Ridley Trey, Trey Lance side. Do you have any thoughts on Paris Campbell or Nico Collins?
1: uh dude it's tough man Dan Campbell wants a or not Dan Campbell, excuse me uh uh Dable right yeah he wants he wants versatility right he wants to be able to move guys around you know we saw the off-season practices which was uh somewhat bizarre but all we saw was people running motions and getting sent into different spots the entire off-season like you know you mm-hmm. do your, your your show at 10 a.m uh Eastern time every morning right and you have these clips of, of off-season and mm-hmm. like you know some are cool right like some are fun to watch but the majority of them kind of suck this one was super interesting because all you're seeing is daniel jones just waving guys around it was like a freaking airstrip right of like guys just running around like crazy trying to find different spots to line up in because they were like all right you're going here you're going here and some of it was in the middle of a play call right like they're running motions and stuff so paris campbell's actually interchangeable And although he didn't put up big numbers last year because they had shitty quarterback play, he's proven that when he's healthy, when he's healthy, by the way, he's not always healthy. He still can be a viable flex option from week to week. I don't love Paris Campbell. I'm not trying to acquire him. But if he wants, if if he's on a team and I need just a little bit more, right? I just need that extra Mm -hmm. squeeze of juice. I'll take Paris Campbell as that guy. Uh, Very similar to how I'll take Nico Collins. They're probably very close to me. Maybe... Maybe Nico Khan's a little more than Paris Campbell. Actually, probably Nico Khan's a full couple rounds ahead of Paris Campbell, but neither one I want, but they could both offer Flex Week's options.
0: Yeah, yeah, they can. And as you mentioned, with Paris Campbell, he does have a few games. I mean, last season alone, he had two 20-point performances. So, you know, Paris Campbell maybe is the guy to break out on the Giants' offense. They brought in a bunch of speedsters this offseason.
1: That's something they definitely want to add. Let's check out – go ahead. are you about to call Jamie in the chat because he's been literally posting his his freaking trade everywhere? I've literally I've seen it on Facebook, I've seen it in our chats on on YouTube, I've now seen it in y'all's chats on YouTube. I think he posted this morning on your your show, right? He just wants he just wants to get a pat on the back for this move that he made to acquire JSN, and he is so happy right now. I, actually, I don't even know if we want to pull it up. Should we even pull it up? I mean, yeah, it's right there. It's pulled up. It's pulled up. <laughs> I, I don't even know if we want to give him credit because all he does is just post these trades where he just completely, uh, you know, takes advantage of people. It's terrible, Jamie. You're terrible,
0: bro. Jamie sent away QJ, Quinn and Johnson, and Rondale Moore for Jackson Smith and Jigba, and they were planning on dropping Rondale, which I don't know if you would really want to be dropping Rondale nowadays with uh, DeAndre Hopkins saying goodbye. Maybe we could talk about that a little bit at some point if that's involved in a trade, but uh, still a great trade. I'm a big JSN guy, huge. Jason guy yeah,
1: love... yeah I yeah I mean ahead, it, this was a steal that's what I I love Rondell Moore I I at one point in time I traded away in a single quarterback league uh I traded away Justin Herbert who just had his breakout year for Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. and Rondell Moore which are essentially back-to-back picks it's like the 111 112 um I trade away Justin Herbert for that Justin Herbert was on fire and that that's how much I love Rondell Moore Uh, Unfortunately, he hasn't amounted to anything. Uh, Whether that's his (laughs) role, the coaching staff, whatever it is. So it makes me nervous. But I mean, that's a steal. Like, JSN is the only tier one guy, the only tier one wide receiver. I I don't like Addison. I don't like Quentin Johnson, really. Zay Flowers is okay. I I like him for his value. But in terms of being on JSN's level, none of these guys are here. So you're pretty much trading, you know, two dimes for a quarter. I say two nickels for a quarter because two dimes team, it just seems too fine, right? Like a dime's a good thing, you know. Yeah. Well, I don't know.
0: Yeah, that is true. That is true. You've got to say two nickels for a dime, maybe trading away the dime that you like, and then
1: oh yeah, two nickels for a dime. no, because he's not worth it. I, I wanted to come yeah. up short. Trading right? I, I said two two dimes yeah, yeah. for for a quarter. I was like, yeah, yeah, you're five cents short, right? So <laughs> I can't say two nickels for a dime. Come on. a nickel of three pennies (laughs) you're trying to weigh a nickel and three pennies bro that's our new saying right you're trying to weigh a nickel and three pennies for a time let's
0: bounce into another trade is is it
1: three and a five worth a 10 are you taking a three and a five together versus no i I want i
0: definitely want a 10 there I don't know what we're talking
1: about anymore. I think let's talking. talk
0: about one of your trades, because you actually <laughs> you sent us a couple of trades to break down.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. These are some of my these are monsters. Happenitis. These are
0: monsters. So um why don't you just why don't you just talk about this? This is a 32 team PPR IDP single quarterback. So this is this is real NFL simulation going on in this league, except for it being start twelve, because there should only be eleven if I'm being if I'm if if I, I just remember correctly.
1: I just saw Dave's comment in the chat, and I think it's freaking hilarious. <laughs> He's he traded away two balls for a sack. <laughs> Sorry, um, yeah. So this is absolutely absurd. Uh, the way our our league is, it's a 32 teamer. Uh, I wonder how many listeners we're going to lose talking about a 32 team league. Uh, we have a great trade coming up for this next one, right? So don't leave just yet. Uh, we, we got a great trade coming up. Don't get too bored with my 32 teamer. In fact, just listen and maybe you'll be into it because 32 teamers are typically boring, but if you combine 32 active members, it's amazing. And when you see trades like this happen, it opens up the whole league because you know that one team didn't want all five of these assets for either one. It's a 10 player trade. What was the last time you did a 10 player trade? I don't think ever, probably. It's a lot. It's a lot. And and that's why it's so exciting for my next trade because it's a three team trade, which I'm I'm stoked to talk about. Nice. Um, But for this one in particular, we're uh we're dealing with elite assets in terms of deandre hopkins we're chris godwin austin eckler right then you have alan lazar who's still a chip right like he's still yep. somebody that can start in the flex spot and then you have a 2024 20, second round pick mm-hmm. on the other side you have a team that is stacked by the way i know we don't have the teams up there but he felt like he could move some assets um you've got mingo you've got chubb you got myers you got williams you got bigsby and as soon as the trade happened i was like dude what are you doing Because i'm actually good friends with the person on the top uh yeah. i was like dude like i know you're like you're stacked and you're trying to find some younger assets but like what you just did was kind of asinine bro he's like oh i got somebody that wants chubb and so that's kind of what you got to do with certain trades like this is somebody wanted to trade an early first round pick for Chubb, chubb and in a 22 i mean in a 32 team league like a first round pick early is golden. It, it's yeah. literally golden. But w- what people, what we didn't talk about was the scoring, right? So yeah. a middle linebacker, stud linebacker, like I have, um, uh, what's his name over there for Jacksonville? Oh, Devin Lloyd? You know, or Foyer, no. Foyer, Foyer, Lugan. Uh, Yes, Foyer, Lucon. So I've got him, and he scored 40 points more than the second place person scoring in the league. Yeah. He scored 200 points more than the quarterback did. Yeah. So, like, it's just ridiculous defensive scoring. So what he needs, essentially, is depth, right? He needs to provide himself the future because he has good enough defense to be able to run points to get about three-quarters of a way or probably about halfway – no, about three-quarters of way to a win. So his defense is stacked, right? So he's mm-hmm. using these other trade chips, which won't get him anywhere close to a win because the defenses are so stacked that he's using these assets – uh as as names right and that's very important in fantasy football like when you have guys that have big names Mm -hmm. and you have other guys that might have great metrics which if you go to Mm playerprofiler.com and you check out like some of these metrics such as the the air yards I I think I saw something today right podfather was talking about Alave number three in air yards as a rookie yeah that's nuts right so like, like finding stuff like that while using names to leverage against other people is, is tremendous. And that's how you find values in terms of, of future yeah future investments. So yeah. paying attention to league rules obviously is very important. But essentially having enough depth to be able to get you X amount of points every week, I, I like the top. I really do. I, I think Tank Bigsby will be an option that gets you eight points a week. Doesn't seem like a lot, but you just need points at that point, right? Like you just need guaranteed points because you have a defender, middle linebacker, that's putting up 35 points a game. Yeah. Right. Meanwhile, you have a starter in Chris Godwin putting up 14. So that's not nearly as valuable as like a defender is. Meanwhile, you have Tank Bigsby who's gonna be in the league for the next five, six years, putting up eight points a game. Chris Godwin might not be there at that point. DeAndre Hopkins might not be there at that point. So when you have assets that don't give you as much value in terms of uh, you know lifetime expect- expectancy, right? In terms of comparison to defenses, mm-hmm. you want to try to fill those ward points like you would a kicker, right? Where you just know that kicker is going to get you points because you know they're not going to score in the red zone. So you just hope that it gives you six to eight points a game. So for me, I like the top one. I think it's intelligent. I think it's smart. I think you have upside with Jamison Williams that could get you Chris Godwin type numbers. Meanwhile, the rest of it is replaceable. And when you get a first round pick early for Nick Chubb, it's great. Yeah,
0: I mean, the first round pick for Nick Chubb is
1: fantastic. And that does definitely help the trade. You know, I'm a
0: Jamison Williams guy. Yeah, we saw the video earlier today. We saw that video. Yeah, it was a great video. Great video. I mean, I had to pull that up just because it's Jamison Williams. I'll, I'll look at anything that uh that guy does on the football field I, i'm excited <laughs> to see his upside but i mean these trading away Eckler, hopkins godwin i mean there's a lot it's a that's a lot a lot so i mean I've, i know the team has defensive help and that's huge in idp and shout out to that i love my idp leagues those are my favorite any league with idp they're leagues, they're they're fantastic or scoring it's just it's fantastic. like it's,
1: great. it's like 0.05 percent of people that play fantasy football play idp and it's like you guys are missing out on so much stuff like there, there's just so much more fun to be had like you're not just rooting for awesome offensive players you're rooting for yeah. defensive players and you yeah. don't really have to understand that much with idp it's like oh is this guy gonna make a ton of tackles because of the role that he plays in this offense yeah why not root for a guy on defense it's awesome it's awesome i won the game to make
0: the playoffs last year on a monday night football fourth quarter sack from preston smith needed him to get a sack in the fourth quarter to make the playoffs and the madman did it i've never like that was just so exhilarating it it was it was special
1: (laughs) i don't want to talk about it because the exact opposite thing happened to me i had an idp guy defensive end for uh miami who was averaging 10 points a game yeah i needed 0.5 and he didn't get a single freaking tackle but anyways (laughs) (laughs) happens Happens. Yeah, so
0: I think I think all in all, though, I think I would probably go the, the side with the with the older assets just because, you know, it's probably helping them win a championship. Both of these teams coming out on top. But when you're getting DeAndre Hopkins, Austin Eckler, Chris Godwin, and only having to really trade away Jonathan Mingo, James Williams, and Nick Chubb. Then, man, I don't know. I do like James Williams. This is very close. We'll, we'll go with you. We'll go with I you. You're
1: yeah yeah it's just it's understanding the point scale right like yeah I, I said in this trade more so well first off he asked me for something kinky oh no no he said let's get weird not kinky. yeah he said let's get I was weird. thinking kinky kinky that, that was my fault I I was thinking kinky he said weird um no so I it's just more so about understanding your league right and when yep. it comes to point differentials percentages based off of your scoring right like there's not yep. a as big of a percentage that a wide receiver would put up over another wide receiver as it would be from defense. So in terms of overall score, you're only talking about like, for example, Chris Godwin, if he has a massive game, like 20, 25 point game, that still only accounts for maybe 10% of your overall scoring. So it's really not that big of a point differential when your defense has been up so much. So like he, he had the luxury of being able to move out and still guarantee himself X amount of points, but he's getting 4% of the, points on average versus six percent of the points so overall you're not really caring you're not really giving up that much when it comes to guys that can produce on your team if you lose a player you're losing ten percent and now you have zero percent because 32 team leagues are so deep that you won't have a starter once these guys retire sometimes
0: yeah no I think that's fair it's 32 team league sounds amazing but it's amazing and brutal at the same time yeah it's got to be extremely stressful and I like yeah Trading away older assets is even more important in that kind of format because what the hell are you going to do if DeAndre Hopkins just retires or gets hurt in week two and doesn't play again? You're screwed. You're screwed. So we're going with the younger assets. We're going with the team that got Jamison Williams because they got Jamison Williams. You send in one other trade. It's a three-team league, uh, a three-team trade. Lamar Jackson, the 107, and the 307 goes to you it looks like it looks like you got those assets and a 12 team super flex start 10 half ppr so i bet you're excited about getting lamar right now and you only sent away maybe the 102 and then there's some other picks involved all over here i'm just gonna tell you this let's talk about lamar jackson
1: what is what is what makes you want to acquire him right now so this was where it got tricky right because it says 0.5 uh for sounds that's for russian receiving not for passing right yeah. Uh, the bigger aspect to this was it's only 0. .6 or 0. .4 – I'm sorry, four points for a passing touchdown, six points for rushing, receiving touchdown. So automatically, Mark Jackson vaults himself from, like, what, QB six or seven, depending on how you view things, to QB yeah. three or four um, if he has a, a year that he, he starts throughout the entire year. It could be QB one. Yeah. So obviously, like, it doesn't show – what each team gave up, which kind of changes everything. Obviously the 102 didn't give up a whole bunch of stuff. He gave up uh I think the 107 and the 201 and the 307, mm-hmm. or maybe he gave up the the two the 2024 first and then the 107 to move up to 102 because he wanted Anthony Richardson. Right? He's got a young team that's that's thriving, right? They're thriving, Jason. That they're they're yeah. really coming out on top. Uh, you know, here in a couple of years. So he won Anthony Richardson. It was more of a luxury pick. He wanted to move up and grab that asset. Meanwhile, he was fine at, at running back and wide receiver. So he saw no point right. in, in keeping the 107, which is, is the, the major asset that was immediately available. He's like, well, yeah. I'm I like going to end up with like, you know, a chain. Like who's was a beast, by the way. Yes, you should have kept it so you could end up with a chain. That's why I grabbed the 107. Uh, but I gave up the 103, the 104, the 201, and I think that was it. Yeah, I think I gave it 103, the 104, and the 201. Um, right off the bat with Lamar Jackson, like you you brought up, mm-hmm. uh, the, just the point scoring in the system made him way more appealing. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, I needed a secondary quarterback. I had Josh Allen, and then I had uh, Daniel Jones. So I could either take a shot on a younger guy with Bryce Young, right? I could also, because obviously 102 is automatically going go to go to, um, to Anthony Richardson. So Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, whoever you had a preference of, but I also needed help with the wide receiver position and the running back position. So by moving out of this, I was able to grab Devin Achain at the 107. I was able to help the quarterback position. And then meanwhile, I was able to trade for another wide receiver a little bit later on. I think I ended up grabbing like Denzel Mims, Jaden Reed, somebody like that. Uh, I was also stacked with draft picks in this league. So I just felt like there's more of an upside in this type of league to have a Josh Allen, to have... Lamar Jackson and to have Daniel Jones mm-hmm. rather than have I would have gotten Anthony Richardson so rather than have uh, Bryce Young CJ Stroud uh, another one of these guys because essentially one of these quarterbacks is going to end up getting hurt uh, you know on a opposing team and I'll be able to move Daniel Jones for mm-hmm. a quarterback plus maybe a first round pick plus uh, depending on how Daniel Jones starts out the year most likely a second round pick though and acquire just more value essentially off yep. the bat so yeah for me uh, this is something was no brainer at first and spoiler i actually got the other two guys to be like okay i'm down and then i didn't take the trade (laughs) this whole thing never actually i set it all up and then Mm -hmm. i bailed the last minute i was like i kind of want bryce young and me and you were talking on a show and i actually declined the trade in the middle of our show which is why i wanted to bring this one up is because (laughs) i I started getting so high on bryce young in the middle of our show because you're like what do you like about bryce young why do you like Bryce Young? You know, yeah. he's so small. You're not afraid of getting hurt. And I was, I was like, actually, no, like I'm not really. So I ended up declining this and I took Bryce Young over top of Lamar Jackson. I still ended up acquiring the 107, got Devin Chain at the 107. Um, nice. But yeah, so to be honest with you, I should have taken this trade 100%. How do you feel about it? Like, do you feel like I should have taken it? Do you feel like I should have pulled the trigger on this? I wish it's. I mean, I think so,
0: because I do, at my core, believe that Lamar Jackson is a buy right now. I do love that you just pivoted, decided to stick with the assets that you have, the assets that you've worked so hard to put together for your team already, and just stick with what you've got. You know I love Devon A. Chain. Bryce Young, as we just talked about, He, I mean, he could end up being really fantastic. He really, really could be one of the best quarterbacks in this league if he can stay healthy. So, And I got Jamar Gibbs. There, oh well there you go there you go oh, so i mean I,
1: yeah look who's in here it's the hairiest of all snowmen he's finally oh, no. back we talked about you for like 30 minutes bro we were waiting for you to come back we, we literally talked about you for 30 minutes and, and now you're in here 49 minutes in the show so we've only gotten to talk about fantasy football for 19 out of the the 50 minutes now
0: you're supposed to explain how this how the snowman got hairy mr harry snowman <laughs> so uh if you please enlighten us but yeah i mean i think again I'm taking Lamar in, in any trade, really. I do think overall it's a pretty fair trade. Tough to break down without seeing the all like which teams traded which, but yeah, you want to
1: hear my team now because it's pretty insane with all the draft picks I had in this one. Just do, give do us like want...
0: a give us like your top five players.
1: Oh, dude, I, I can't give you top five. I have like top twenty. No, I'm giving you top five. <laughs> so I got Jamar Gibbs, B. John, Well, Josh Allen, Jamar Gibbs, B. John Robinson, uh, CeeDee Lamb, Chris Godwin, Trey London, Dalton Kincaid. Nice. gabe davis daniel jones and then a
0: chain nice i don't know why gabe davis was thrown in there but you know well
1: <laughs> sorry it was, it was on the list right below a chain so like i yeah a chain's way better <laughs> gabe davis thrown in there
0: <laughs> all right so those are our trades that we broke down this uh trade one well i'm just gonna i'm just gonna pull them up on the screen if you remember which one you felt was the most fair again this was trade one Waddle for Cup in a second. Amon Ra, A.J. Dillon. This one we did not feel was fair at all, but this was the Amon Ra for DJ Moore essentially trade. Calvin really Trey Lance traded away for Jared Goff and some wide receivers. And then your two trades that you, you did, the 32 team and the 12 team. Which of those did you think was the most fair?
1: Uh, I had to be trade number one. Like I was tilting okay. super hard, with trade number one. I think that's by far the most fair. I mean, the, the other ones worked too. Like we all agreed on it. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, which team wins you the most championships like which one first off one championship will get you typically a buyback into that league for six years so yeah. if you can win one championship with your team you have a six-year grace period before you have to win another one for me i like to win every three years typically like i want to win three out of six years essentially so i i need to always increase my value mm-hmm. uh, but uh you know if you end up winning with cooper cup in the 2024 second round pick that's still a win, right? That still buys mm-hmm. you six years. So I feel like that was fair on that end. Uh, I feel like it's fair on the Waddle end. If Waddle can be that stud and get you that championship for even more years, that's great. Uh, mm-hmm. Chances are it looks like this team right here is probably – like this trade right here, these two teams, yeah. are probably going to win three to four to the next six years possibly, yep. or at least be yep. in the, the championship.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I also think that that is the most fair trade, uh, mostly because – you know this 32 team trade was just a little bit too much going on and then the lamar trade didn't even happen you you put a trade on the show that didn't even happen it was a whole thing
1: <laughs> i i it proposed off. it i got about to approve it you know what's funny is they still made the trade without me they still made the trade happen without me getting lamar jackson which i was <laughs> pissed about it ruined my entire strategy my draft so <laughs> lesson learned listen like i love three way trades i'll make it happen all the time but don't get two guys into a trade that can make it happen without you being involved because then it screws up your whole strategy after you bounce out. It's definitely happened to me more than a couple times. It
0: sucks when that happens. It's like we were negotiating first, but something needed to come together. You add in a third person. That third person is like, wait, this player is available? The trade's involving involved in this guy. I'm just going to go send for him. And then they just go behind your back and, and screw you
1: over. And then you're like homeless did. on the street because yeah. now the two no, – on, I'm not going to go that. <laughs> but it sucks point point is it sucks oh,
0: somebody's sucking um yep. yeah no, <laughs> the reality of it. real quick we've prepared some buy and sell candidates so let's go ahead and jump right into that it's time to buy and sell so actually right now we've each got some assets that we're, we're buying it was a buy or sell and you are buying 2024 rookie picks right now you are ready and i and buying Leonard Fournette. For what? What are you buying Leonard Fournette for? I mean, I just, at this point, with Leonard Fournette, he is just rock bottom, basically pennies on a dollar, not signed. And tomorrow, June 2nd, is when a lot of teams, especially the Miami Dolphins are one of them, are going to free up some money by releasing some players, and he's going to get signed, and he's going to get used.
1: Uh, No, he doesn't have the speed to use Miami's offense. Maybe he lines up with Arizona, right? Like, Anyway, it's up in Dallas, right? But, like, what are you sending off? Because the person that has Leonard Fournette obviously believes the same thing you do. Maybe.
0: I mean, I think you could probably send out, like, a next year's third or maybe another aging asset. Maybe a handcuff to a running back that they own. Like, say they own Brees Hall and you've got, like, Israel Abanikanda or something like, like, like Michael Carter, like one of those. Or you've you've just walked uh, into Keontae Ingram and you're trading with the James Conner owner. Something like that, where I think you could go get Leonard Fournette off their roster. They think he's clogging it up, and you can get him and ride him out for one more year. This is probably specifically for contending teams. There's really no point to trade for Leonard Fournette. Yeah,
1: do you you think – all right, so if you acquired Leonard Fournette, right, at a cheap price, are you somebody that wants to move him as soon as you get him to another contending team that needs a handcuff? Possibly. Yes. I mean, if, like,
0: if if you do end up not actually needing Leonard Fournette, then yeah. Because I do believe, at the very least, his value will be more than what it is right now when he does actually sign with the team. At least yeah. among among everyone, just at a, a consensus of the fantasy football community. And I mean, while his efficiency wasn't great, he was still 13th in yards created. He had 13th in yards per route run. And you know he's just a receiving back in general. But one of the best catching ones with number one in catch rate third most receiving yards i know that's all tom brady but still i mean if he's brought in he's going to satisfy that role for some offense maybe not as much volume but still decent enough to where he can get you double digit point games round out your roster for not too much at the end of the day
1: did you put this uh this actual like overlay together i'm just curious uh uh, maddie built the templates i'm pretty sure maddie did this to you on purpose where he Put in a like 35 year old linebacker that looks like he recovered a punt on a, I mean, recovered a fumble on a punt and he's returning it for a touchdown because that does not look like a running back to me. That does not look like a running back. Maddie did you so dirty on this overlay right here. This is so bad. Oh my God. Here, well, here,
0: well, how about this? How about this? How about we just look at the highlight reel?
1: We're gonna have to pull out these off that thirty-five-year-old linebacker.
0: <laughs> well, he had a hundred thirty-seven-yard game. He had four hundred-yard games last year. That thirty-five-year-old linebacker still just, has something like in He just did you dirty.
1: He, he just did you dirty, and I hope to repay him the favor at, at some point. This is a you're right.
0: Look at this run. Look at this run, audience. He is a linebacker. Look at that. <laughs>
1: Oh my God. No, I, I I don't hate Leonard Fournette. It's one of my biggest fears. He ends up back with Tampa Bay uh, in terms of the, the guys that like, I, I have a lot of a shot fight rostered. So I have a big fear yeah. that he goes back to Tampa Bay. I definitely think that he's a value at this point. However, I'm only trying to acquire him if I can move a third round pick for him. Right. Yeah. Like I don't want to trade an asset that could be a handcuff because that handcuff could be a worth a lot more in, in a couple months when somebody gets injured. Leonard okay. Fournette, meanwhile, probably won't increase in value. Like, like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, in, in terms of, I'm sorry, after the initial boost of when he signs with the right, team. Right. Once he signs with the team, that's going to be the most he's ever worth. Even if an injury happens, unless somebody's just a big Leonard Fournette fan, which tell like something tells me that nobody's really a big Leonard Fournette fan anymore. Uh, yeah. I just don't see how he increases value. So if you want to move him right now, or if you want to make a move for him with that third round pick, you want to try and ride him out, I get it. That's cool. Yeah, if you want to try to move him that's probably the better idea as soon as he signs with the team so that makes a lot of sense you know you you were on it you nailed it with the 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 first round cuts i don't think he's gonna land with miami because they like speed like Mm -hmm. you look at every position they have they're all fast as fuck boy like they're they're fast as fuck so they just need a 35 year old linebacker (laughs) yeah a couple of of tools If he goes there, he's going, there's a fullback, all right? A-Chain ain't (laughs) having that shit. A-Chain's going to be running Speedy Gonzalez circles around him as he's running down the field. He's like, okay, what do we do now? (laughs) (laughs) So you're
0: buying 2024 rookie picks. I'll let you talk a little bit about it. But first, are there any rookies that you're targeting in general with these or you're just kind of looking forward to the future?
1: No, I'm just, this is the last chance you got, babe. Like this is the last chance that you have to acquire 2024 pick before they go to the roof because once training camp reports started coming out once the rookies get injured right and people start you know losing faith in rookies that get injured because of it, like their their path think about this dude I don't know if you ever have maybe you have like the time that it takes you to go from college right and then you play in the scene or then you play in, in your your bowl games and then you have to finish off your, your school and you have to prep for the draft and you have to do the the um combine you have to do the senior you have to do so many different things right and then you get drafted but in the meantime you, like right before you draft you have to do all this work you have to do all these interviews you have to do all these private workouts right right and then you go into the the rookie OTA it's like it, there's no point in your entire time where you get a rest it, it's the hardest you have to work from the time you come from the time before you come into the NFL to the time that your season starts that is the hardest work you'll ever have to do in right. your entire life probably right because all these other veterans they get rest, right mm-hmm. like during the combine these re- these veterans are going on banana boats and stuff right they're yeah. they're sitting there hanging out with each other they're going on vacations they're eating good food they're hanging out with their family like you get a break you don't get a break with these rookies so then when you go in and you have to do these these rookie otas you have to do the off-season programs so these rookies end up wearing down and they get hurt and you get these these reports out where some of these rookies fall off. That's when people are trying to move the rookies that they just drafted for 2024 picks because they start to lose faith that a rookie can perform at a high level. Mm-hmm. And if one gets hurt for a whole season, one gets hurt for a half season, they're like, well, I might as well just reset, right? I might as well just go take a 2024 pick and reset and, and not go with the guy that started as a career injury. So essentially 2024 picks, this is your last chance to buy before we start seeing the off season hype. And for, players really get a a chance to get injured. So take that opportunity to move off your current rookie picks. You might've drafted in the third round, try to Mm. acquire a second round pick form in 2024 and increase that capital that you receive because there's one thing that's always fluid, right? There's one thing that's always guaranteed and fluid in fantasy football. One thing, right? And that's Mm. rookie draft picks from one season to the next. There's nothing else that's guaranteed. We can't guarantee a player will be worth more because of injuries right, right? They, they could have bad performances outside of a, a tight end that you take in the third or fourth round of a rookie draft there is not a single position that increases in value outside of that one the only player to yeah. do so in the past five years to decrease in value in terms of average adp for a startup draft from the uh end of may to the startup of march the following season is devin asiasi at the tight end position Uh, So in terms of late round rookie tight ends, it's bizarre, but yeah, outside of that, there's no other reliable thing that can increase in value from this time this year to the, to the start of the season next year uh, outside of, yeah, draft picks.
0: No, that's like, that's a fantastic point. The only thing that is sure in fantasy football is uh, losing by a decimal in at least one week of your year of your your season. And then, (laughs) Uh, your rookie picks becoming more and more valuable as the season goes on, as the draft gets closer and closer. That is a sure thing. So go get them now because we're in the heat of 2023 drafts right now.
1: This people is it. This is it. This is, this is it. this is your last chance to buy before we see it double in value.
0: Definitely. Definitely. So that is a great point. Chase, thank you for joining me. This was fantastic. Why don't you tell the people where to find you?
1: Uh, you can find me talking somewhere. Obviously, if you haven't been able to tell from this episode, I can pretty much talk for days. Uh, sometimes I get a little lonely, and I talk to to grandma back here with her middle finger up. It really, just depends on uh, you know, how I'm feeling. Um, I got a window right here you can watch me from. But otherwise, you guys can find me on Twitter at ff underscore intervention. It's at ff underscore intervention over there on Twitter. Nice, nice. Thank you for joining me. Any final thoughts before we sign off today's episode? Dude, if you ask me that question again, we're going to go until two hours long, all right? So you might yeah. as well get off while you can. All right, all right, <laughs> all right, all right, all right.
0: Well, everyone, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week, 8 p.m. here on this YouTube channel with the great Maddie Kibu making a triumphant return. This was Trade Gods. Thank you, Chase. Thank you for listening. Peace.
2: Hey, you like that video, be sure to subscribe and activate those alerts so you get notified as soon as new videos drop. And be sure to check out playerprofiler.com. We have all the tools for you to dominate every type of fantasy league. We have a draft kit, Dynasty Deluxe, Data Analysis, DFS Dominator, and don't forget the player rankings to rule them all.